Alicia Holdaway, your 2020 board president. Curtis Bullock, CEO for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Scott Robbins, your past president, 2019 president. Carly Webb, director. Welcome to a, uh, another board podcast episode. We are really excited to just chat today, have an open conversation, reflecting back on the year, what a wild year it's been, and a little bit of um, perspective and looking at the successes we've had as a board um, this year, but also, you know, this year has not been without its challenges, obviously, and they've come in different shapes and forms for all of us. And, um, you know, we thought we'd just have a conversation around that. So Curtis and Scott and Carly, thank you for joining today. And um, I'm really excited to just um, have a, a real candid conversation around challenge and success. Awesome. Glad to be here. Thanks, Alicia. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but 2020 has um, no shortage of challenges. And, um, you know, as we reflect back on this year, it's interesting. I personally was just doing a 2020 reflection on some successes and, um, you know, personal challenges. If I'm being honest, from a personal standpoint, this has been the most challenging year of my life. Um, thank God for real estate, it, this is going to sound funny, but real estate has been kind of my anchor this year, um, you know, in, in all things crazy and, and unpredictable and, um, you know, things being turned on their heads and, and life things that we took for granted suddenly going away. Um, real estate has been a constant and, um, I'm so, so incredibly grateful for, not only just this industry, but the um, fact that we were able to still work. Um, I have clients who lost businesses and, um, you know, a, a, a dear friend and client of mine had just put their life savings into opening up their dream shop. And a month before the pandemic is when they opened and a couple months after they were fire sailing everything off. So it's been, um, you know, we've seen a lot of tragedy and a lot of, of challenges this year. And yet here we are the 12th month of this year, um, you know, 10 months into this pa pandemic, nine months into this pandemic, still able to pretty well normally function through real estate. So Curtis, how did that happen? Why it, 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 give us some background as to why as of December of 2020, we're still functioning as an industry. Thanks, Alicia. It's been a remarkable year on a lot of different fronts. You know, we started the year off strong. We had our forecast breakfast. We had Chris Herbert from Harvard come speak to us. Then we had our awesome Realtor 500 event in, in February. And then wham, March hits us and COVID hits. And it was something new for all of us. There was a lot of uncertainty. We didn't know what was going to happen. A lot of confusion and in the industry and in all of our lives. Um, and like you said, Alicia, we were during all that time able to keep um, our industry running. Um, I remember back in March and in April, there was a big discussion happening locally and nationally about what sort of businesses, what industries would be able to continue, which ones were considered quote essential or non-essential. And that was a really stressful time, stressful time for me professionally. 
because we had, you know, 9,000 realtors um, working every day, trying to put food on their table. And it was, it was tough. So the thing that I learned though, at that time was I, I was just grateful to be part of an organization that's been here for a hundred years, more than a hundred years now, that um, is an organi organization that includes a group of people that are of like mind, realtors, thousands of us, who have a common interest that with their collective voices can go out and express their views to public officials. And so when this all started happening, um, between the Salt Lake Board and the Utah Association of Realtors, we went to our state and local and county officials and started articulating reasons why um, having a home and a roof over your head should be considered an essential service and something that should not be shut down. I, I remember being really worried that now, what would happen if the recorder's office closed or title companies shut down mortgage companies and brokerage offices? Um, I think it would have been devastating to a lot of people. Like we saw in some other states, I'd heard that, and New York City's different than Utah, I recognize that. But um, for example, they didn't allow just home showings for three months and that caused a major dive in, in home sales and that, and that affects people's lives. Um, I remember back when Governor Herbert gave the stay home, stay safe order. You remember that? And I thought how interesting that is. And implicit in that is the word home and how critical it is for someone to have a roof over their head. And so anyways, we went, we went to our local officials. We articulated reasons why we felt it was crucial that that real estate be open for business. And we won that fight and a lot of states didn't. And we were fortunate enough to win that. And um, I'm just proud to be part of an organization that came together during that crisis. And, and in addition to all that, I think our realtors rose to the occasion and acted accordingly. And they acted professionally. We started implementing all the different safe, safety protocols um, we didn't drive in our cars with clients. We kind of stopped doing open houses and until we understood how to do them safely. And, uh, and, and I'm proud of our, our members for, for rising to the occasion. And this, the other thing I just might mention is, is how important I, I felt that RPAC is and, and was at that time. Having good relationships with good people in office really helps us and our industry and helps our clients um, when, a, when a crisis like this happens. So um, we, as a board, believe it or not, during this entire time, the last eight, 10 months, we never closed our office once. Um, we put in safety protocols at the very beginning. We had skeleton crews, that's what we call it, where we have just a couple of people here to answer phones and to keep um, our members going if they come in and need a, need a key or need something from our store. We did it safely as best we could at that time. And I'm, I'm proud of that and proud of our, our staff and, and uh, appreciate being part of this organization. So that's a, just a few things that happened from the board standpoint and a few things that I've learned. Yeah, and I know that <clears throat> um, 
maybe we feel a little bit like a broken record here, but I don't think it can be stressed and the importance of it enough um, in that the immediate response that our government affairs um, had to have in you know, having those conversations with local officials and state officials and making sure that real estate was kept essential. Um, that immediate response could not have happened the effective way that it did had it not been for years and years of cultivating relationships and, um, you know, involvement and fighting for property rights and, and just even though it came to a precipice this year and we saw it go into action right away, that is years in the making. And mm -hmm. for our members who, you know, continue to give um, and invest in RPAC, what did you say, Curtis, the, the um, we've raised $557,000 this year? It, That's bonkers. It is. It's, it's quite unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen when COVID hit. I thought, well, we're going to have a different year. We're going to have a down year in sales. The economists thought that, and I thought our pack that's going to go down, but it, the NAR goal when it was given to us was in the mid 500,000s and, and, and we hit it and we hit it in August it was unbelievable. 38% of our members invested in our pack. And when, when you come together like that, and, and you see what an organization can do to keep an industry going. It's just, it was just unbelievable. It blew my mind. Yeah. I'm so proud of our members who continue to believe in the impact and, and recognize the impact that RPAC makes. And um, we, it can't go without saying just the hard work and diligence of you and Marcus and Matt and all the staff and the government affairs committee that spends so many hours of their volunteer time interviewing candidates, you know, really got diving into the local issues. Again, it's on the back of all of that work that allowed us to do what we had to in a moment's notice in March. So as we talk about the gratitude of just still being able to sell real estate, um, we've had yet again, a record year of home sales. Um, Scott, and Carly, what has this year been like for you? Sum up this year for yourselves. I'll get into that in just a minute, but I want to say a couple things first. One is, Alicia, you started off with saying you're glad you had uh, real estate, but you, you've, done, you've done an amazing job as a president and still continue to do your business. And so kudos to you. Um, the second thing I wanted to say is when I was you really get to know a lot about the local market, but you also get to know about other surrounding states. And at the end of last year, I said this a couple of times, I'm so grateful to be a realtor in Utah. And this year I felt that even more when COVID started, I would call fellow realtors around the country just to say, Hey, how you doing? Hope your family's safe. How is things with you and your business? And typically in March and April, I probably had numerous conversations with people going, I can't do anything. My business is shut down. I can't show a house. I can't take a listing. And they're like, well, what's going on in Utah, Scott? And I'm like, uh, put three under contract this week. You know, I mean, we are so fortunate again, this, I mean, it sounds corny to be a Utah realtor and one of the Salt Lake board. I'm so grateful for that. 
Um, and then Curtis, you hit on something too about, you know, the, you said the stay at home order. I think this year during this pandemic, so many people have thought really, what does home mean? And it, you know, if you gotta be quarantined, let's make it in a good spot. Or now as we are learning companies and businesses who can, are, are said to employees, hey, you guys can live and work anywhere as long as you got Wi-Fi. And people, I've had numerous clients go, well, do we wanna be here or should we be somewhere else? If we can work anywhere. And that word home and, it, 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 it really makes you think about your life and what's important to you. And the fact that we are part of that, you know, where people call me and go, hey, Scott, I think we want to move someone to a different place. We've always loved this place and now we can. Um, I just feel grateful for that. So this year is, you know, you don't think about that when you're writing the Repsy and you're negotiating and all that stuff. But if you just take a moment and reflect about how we are intricate in that aspect. It's truly amazing. It really is. It's been a wild year personally and professionally. Honestly, in March, I was like, oh, this will blow over in a few weeks. We'll be fine. And then it didn't. <laughs> but the fact that we were able to stay open, be able to help people continue on their path to find what home is and where their home is, I'm trying really hard to keep my emotions in check. I feel like I have gained such a bigger passion for what it is that we do this year than I have in the 16 years that I have been a realtor. And um, being able to see how important our role is in people's lives, it's not just we meet somebody, we help them through a transaction and then peace and blessings. Like we are a major part in their life, a major shift, um, like somebody to a tool to help them through a transition. Um, whether it's a good or a bad one, um, it's something they will remember forever. And so, um, that I take so seriously and this year, especially, I just feel like just like you said, Curtis, the second those words came out, stay safe, stay home. We, that's our job is to help people find their home and make it there safely. And we get to do that. And while doing that, we get to provide for our families and keep them safely home. So that's been um, probably the biggest challenge is balancing my home life with my professional life and making sure that I realign my um, priorities and make sure that I am um, uh, doing the best in each category. And we're, we're never going to figure that balance out. Right. But I'm just, just thankful to be along for the ride. But like everybody said so far, being a realtor in Utah is such a gift and a blessing and um, something that I am thankful for every single day that we get to be led by such, uh, incredible professionals, um, that have helped us get to where we are and, and stay open. I don't know how, how we got so lucky, um, when other states haven't. So, yeah, I think something that, um, you just mentioned, um, help people find home and do so safely. Um, 
you know, our role as the professional is not to check off boxes, right? As we go through a transaction, but to truly be the professional, to be the expert, to guide them through this big transaction and that, um, and get them to across that finish line safely. And it sparked something in my mind, just, it was just like two weeks ago, Curtis, with the um, fire next door to the board, right? A couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yes. Um, so I'm sure many of our members don't realize this, but again, going back to all that a realtor association is, mm -hmm. um, and it not just be about number of home sales, the impact, and I've been chanting this all year, mm -hmm. but as realtors, we are community members. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't see your role as a realtor, as a community member, you're missing out on a significant piece of that role and the impact you can be making in people's lives outside of just your clients. But mm -hmm. as a, as an example of that, um, you know, as an executive team, um, a couple weeks ago, we got a late night, I think it was on a Friday night, late night text from Curtis saying, you guys, the apartment complex next door to the realtor building just burnt up. It, it had a, a fire and it has displaced, several families, um, you know, I think we should get involved and do something. UAR and the MLS are all, you know, we're gonna all participate in trying to help these these um, community members. We don't know them, they're not clients, they're not people that we're gonna quote unquote, like go through a transaction with, but our role as community leaders, as it relates to housing, came first. And we um, were able to give in conjunction with um, UAR and the MLS, $1,000 per family for 20 families. And watching those people accept those checks, just again, back to your point, Carly, I think that has to go down as one of the significant successes of this year, because it symbolizes what is most important as realtors. And that is to lead our community and help with housing and lead people safely home. Yeah. Their house burnt up and we, I mean, it's a thousand dollars, right? It's not going to fix the issue, but it, hopefully we can help in just a small way. And we didn't have to do that, but because our members are so generous um, and, and understand the community first, we were able to do that. And that's just one example. But as we talk about the successes of 2020, I, I think we need to look at you know, the home, the home buying grants that we've given out. And I mean, we had one, I think it was one of the single parents where, you know, their realtor told us that um, when she, ex she had just realized that she actually wasn't going to be able to purchase a home. She wasn't going to be able to come up with the funds necessary until she got that grant and it made home literally necessary. She would not have been able to buy a home. Otherwise that's the impact that when we decide that community over profit, that's what happens. And, you know, Scott, you talk about being a realtor in Utah over somewhere else. Um, that isn't, we can't take that for granted. That is not the perspective everywhere else in the country. What was really neat about that, that opportunity we had with the, the apartments to the north of the building, all that money, it was about $20,000, but all that money, I think most of the money came from our good brokers who had set up trust accounts that that would um, earn interest 
Well, so that money came from the Utah Housing Opportunity Fund, um, the majority of it. And so it was really neat. And there's several thousand dollars that we raise each year just by having interest-bearing trust accounts. And so when a, when a, a crisis like that happens, it's neat to be able to pull from those resources and, and help impact people's lives. A lot of those people came into the building and we're so grateful for that, that, that helping hand that we provided. So it's fun to be part of an organization. We're so much larger than just that one sale that we we're working on as realtors. We, we really do try to give back to the, the community and that the housing grants, what was it about $40,000 that we donated to first time home buyers this year. So just awesome. Yeah. And, and I want to just attest to that to all the people listening, I will tell you this right now, to be a part of the Salt Lake Board Association, not every realtor association gives first-time home grants. Not every association gives money to people who have just had a fire. I mean, this organization is fantastic. I'm proud to be a realtor and I'm proud to, to be a past president of, of this association because not every association does it. I guarantee you that. This doesn't happen by accident. Like our, the culture and commitment, the fact that Curtis's brain says, let's send out a text on a Friday night and see what we can do to support. That is a culture that's cultivated, that's done intentionally, that's done over time, that's done by committed members, that doesn't happen by accident. And it sure as is not luck. And it only will continue to be the culture here in Utah if we make it so. Members probably get really sick of us hammering this hammer of get involved, invest in your industry, don't just take a paycheck, truly commit to this industry. This is why you will, I have gained so much more from this industry than I've given. And it, it's because I'm committed to the industry, right? And so because of, I get involved, um, I get so much back, so much fulfillment and just joy and education and experience and relationships, but it just doesn't, it doesn't happen on its own. We have to continue to have members who care enough to make it so and staff led by somebody who has that culture in mind. Got all the good feels right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that will wrap up the discussion for this episode. As you can see, um, as usual, we have a lot to talk about. And um, just a reminder that if anybody has a comment or a show topic, something that you think we um, should discuss for further episodes, please reach out to us. You can do that on Facebook, send us an email, reach out to one of us personally, call Curtis and bug him at the board. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but thanks for listening. And we will continue this discussion in episode 41.